Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Westside Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Ezri. If this is your guys' first time listening to the podcast, welcome. This podcast is free and available on all major recording platforms with podcasts coming out four to five days a week. I have been taking a little bit of a hiatus, went on a little vacation. I uh, was greatly needed, had a nice, amount, a nice time of memories. I missed a whole lot of sports. So today's going to be a jam-packed episode podcast today. If you guys are new to, new to the channel or uh, fairly new, and if you guys enjoy the, the content, please do me a favor and subscribe and leave a rating on the podcast. That helps me out greatly as I continue to try and grow this podcast and network. Also being said, if there's anybody who are local businesses who are listening to this podcast and are open to a, a sponsorship, uh, once again, I'm not looking for a whole lot of money or anything. I'm just looking for enough to try and upgrade my equipment and grow my brand and hopefully grow yours as well. And if that's something uh, option or if that's an option that you would like to possibly uh, talk about, uh, please reach out to me privately on either Facebook or uh, like Facebook Messenger or Instagram or anything like that. I'll have my links down below with that information. Today's is going to be a... A little bit of a different flow. Uh, I usually have the normal around the world, Storm, Seahawks, Mariners, college football. Uh, but there's just so much to like cover. So with that being said, let's just get straight into it, shall we? Uh, I'm going to start with the Ravens stuff, and then we're going to go to a recap of last night's game. Ravens and Lamar Jackson have officially ended the contract extension talks as the week one deadline has come. The deadline that was set by Lamar Jackson and his camp and representatives uh, not a huge shocker here. Not a surprising thing in my personal opinion. I didn't think that the Ravens were going to be able to get this done due to the fact that Lamar Jackson's going to get paid more than uh, Kyler Murray and he deserves to. More than Russell Wilson, he deserves to. Yes, I know Lamar Jackson has not won and went to a Super Bowl, but he is a more overall more talented quarterback and he's at a better apex of his prime than Russell Wilson. But uh, yeah, I'll be kind of curious to see if anything comes out throughout the rest of the season. I've been pretty staunch on the fact that the camp has been very, very hard fastened to the topic of once week one showed up, these conversations are done. But uh, money talks and uh, bullcrap walks. So we'll see what happens with that. Last night, Bills beat down the Rams 31-10. to It was a dominant outing from the start till finish. Josh Allen finished up or finished the game leading the way going 26 of 31. 297 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Also, I'll follow that up with uh, 56 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown as well. Josh Allen was making plenty of fantasy uh, owners happy with his performance yesterday. Unfortunately, the interceptions did not help him whatsoever. The wide receiver tandem of Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis was dynamic in everything we had been uh, hearing and hyped up to uh, prior and lead to that uh, beginning of the season last night. The two combined for 210 total yards into touchdowns. Uh, this is a uh, very interesting time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. It really is because Josh Allen looks like a stud. He looks like the real deal. The reason why a other quarterback was, quote, pissed off about the Seahawks going out and trading for or looking to getting a prosper, a uh, draft pick, excuse me, close enough or in the high enough first round to draft Josh Allen. But we'll get into that here in a minute. Major League Baseball has approved the upcoming changes coming in 2023. Those changes will be as announced. 
banning defensive shifts, larger bases, and a pitch clock. And now the real law, a lot of people are asking, what is there a need for the, the big bases for? A base is a base, right? Well, no. A base is a base. But however, when you have a larger bases, it's going to decrease the space in between the bases, which makes it easier for uh, players to record stolen bases. This is desperately needed inside the game of baseball. The game of baseball is so heavily relying upon exit velo and launch angle, all that stuff, and just power hacking, swinging for the fences, that you need more small ball in baseball to make it a uh, more consistent product, especially for the teams like, obviously, uh, I'm going to use Pittsburgh, even though they have O'Neill Cruz. Uh, they need, like, teams like that, they don't have a whole lot of power in that area are the ones that you'll see to try and make this a little more implemented as we go on throughout the upcoming years. Banning the defensive shifts to me is the big one because I'm so sick and tired of seeing guys, you know, or managers put essentially literally all four guys on one side of the field and there's a conversation, right? Hit it where they're not or hit it where they ain't, right? But like, this is where I'm at with all this, right? When it comes specifically to the shifts, uh, excuse me, the saying of hit it where it ain't has value in current day. However, on the other side of the proverbial coin, baseball has evolved now. With pitchers throwing 95 miles an hour from first pitch until last and making uh, players that much more of a difficult task hitting it to the opposite side of the diamond, Players such as Ty France and Luis Arias, who optimize and use all points and all aspects of the field to, to record hits, are uh, becoming a dime a dozen, and that's a problem in Major League Baseball when you have power, uh, uh, excuse me, when you have pole hitters such as Mitch Haniger, Adrian Beltre, Jordan Alvarez, the list goes on. And this is why the shift has been such a heavily used thing is because metrics show, well, this guy is this percentage out of a hundred to hit it the ball to this side of the field. And not, you know, I would say nine or eight times out of 10, the metric is usually correct. However, in the current day that we live in, uh, the world, the baseball world that's constantly evolving, all the stuff going on, the last thing I'm going to get into here in a minute, that shifting is so obnoxious for viewers because you're losing out on runs, you're losing out on possible opportunities to score more hits, more runners in, in, in play, all that stuff. So I'm not sad about it whatsoever. We'll be ser uh, curious to see what that comes to fruition and how quickly that changes the game. And the last thing, the pitch clock. It's going to be 15 seconds between pitches with no runners on base, 20 seconds for pitchers with runners on base. This, I get so annoyed, like a lot of people do, sitting there watching uh, uh, Mike Clevenger is a good example for the San Diego Padres. This guy literally takes three minutes, it seems like, every time he gets in between every pitch. It's like, dude, just grab the damn baseball and just throw it, you know? Uh, Luis Garcia for Houston's the same thing. There's so many pitchers that take their sweet time. And it's just annoying. The game drags on. People start losing interest, especially on the West Coast with all these late start times. People aren't going to want to stay up on, on the East Coast to watch Mariners or uh, Houston or really anything like that. Obviously, Houston fans are a little bit different because they're in Midwest, so they're a little bit ahead of us on the, on, on the time clock. But anybody who's wanting to watch the Mariners games that starts at 7-10, that's 10-10 East Coast time. Most people at that point, their games are done. They're going home. They're eating a pastrami sandwich and they're crashing out to bed. I don't know. I'm just being weird today. Anyways, um, that's what I'm going to cover as far as the changes today. College football playoff expands as soon as 2024. So obviously that's a great thing. 12, guy, uh, 12 teams is better than six. or whatever. I think it was six beforehand or four. But it has to happen. The old school, you know, nostalgic college football fans and critics. Your time has come and gone. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be uh, dismissive. But 
when you have teams like uh, Utah last year that was one of the by far the top 10 teams inside the overall country, uh, Notre Dame getting them back into the major, uh, you know, pitcher and scheme of things. Not having the same teams, Clemson, uh, Alabama, uh, I almost said Florida State, but it's been a hot minute for them. But, I mean, it's like the same teams every year. Cincinnati, uh, you know, stuff like that. I love to see Cincinnati get inside the, the overall college football playoff. But I just think it's it's well well overdue. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, and speaking of overdue, time us for talk a little bit of Storm. Storm unfortunately lost 97-92, ending the series with the Las Vegas Aces. Game ultimately came down to the third quarter where they were only able to muster 12 points of total offense to the 22 of Las Vegas. Brian Stewart led the way for the Storm. Recording 42 points, 7 rebounds, along with Jewel Lloyd, who posted 29 points herself. Unfortunately, all but one starter for the Las Vegas Aces finished in double figures in that game. The WNBA Finals are set with with the Connecticut Sky facing facing off versus the Las Vegas Vegas Aces. The Mariners, simply enough, uh, didn't have a great series versus the White Sox. Played pretty sloppy, unfortunately. Uh, It's just... Bad time to do it. And I, I know I've talked about this beforehand. People are like, well, why do you talk about things besides for, you know, West Coast when you talk about when your titles are West, West Coast sports? Well, people like to hear a variety of opinions for a multitude of teams, right? And that's what I try and bring here. It's not just Mariners, not just Seahawks, not just uh, Storm and Kraken, right? That's why I have the around the world section and all that stuff. The fact that those Chicago White Sox looked in- literally entirely different, like Polar flip opposite from Tony Larusa. Once again, just proves my point. He's gotta get the hell out of town. I mean, I can't. I feel bad for White Sox fans that sit around and watch this team coached by a guy who probably should be at like a shag community with Lou Pinella kicking back, drinking my ties while somebody combs his own hair for him. Like he cannot do every aspect of his job and when you're when you're a manager there's no room for that crap i'm sorry there just isn't you know look at you up eloy jimenez one of the best young players in baseball luis robert tim anderson michael kopeck uh dylan cease uh lance Lynn, uh, not lance lynn uh liam hendricks maybe lance lynn too but like this is it's a good team it's not a bad squad whatsoever but tony la Russa sucks at his job Flat out. And if you're, if you know, as a White Sox fan, if you don't realize this, I'm sorry. But it's apparent. The Mariners are a better team than you. And you play, you play, you just outplayed them at T-Mobile Park. Flat out. They played sloppy baseball. Too many errors. And uh, just, I I can't say it again. This series versus Atlanta tonight, Apple TV, which I'm going to get into here in a second. It's going to be really big. This, the, the crowd's going to be packed. That the electric factory is going to be generating watts by the ton, the kiloton, whatever you want to call it, the kilowatt. And it's what you want to see. It's just, This is the time of the year when your team is in, is in a playoff position and in the playoff push to where you finish the job. And I hope that the pitching matchup between Robbie Ray and Charlie Morton comes to be a great one tonight as I anticipate it to be. Happy birthday to Mr. Mariner himself, Alvin Davis, today. And uh, a couple people have been asking about State of the Farm. Like, hey, what happened to Jared Kelenic prospects? I do have a couple prospect updates. No prospect updates on Jared Kelenic. Uh, but I think I just needed to just chill out, honestly, on the Jared Kelenic thing because I said pretty much everything I needed to a couple podcasts ago. So 
I'm just gonna let in unless he has like a 500 batting average for a month. I'm not gonna really talk about Drew Kelnick here. Sorry. Um, but a couple guys I do want to talk about: two prospects or two picks from our 2022 draft class. Tyler Locklear and Cole Young have been fighting their strides recently at Class A Modesto. In one game recently in the last three days, they posted six hits and four RBIs in one game between the the, the, the tandem. Number 22 overall prospect uh, via Baseball America, Cade Marlowe, recorded two home runs in one game and five RBIs. Number one prospect, uh, Harry Ford, recorded four hits in a game uh, in the last three days. Fourth fourth time this season, for the fourth time this season, he has recorded four or more hits. That is a true tongue twister. Marco Gonzalez has been nominated for the Mariners' 2022 Roberto Clemente Award Series, like I talked about, versus the Atlanta Braves starts tonight on Apple TV. And for those who don't know, pitching matchup, like I talked about, we Robbie Ray versus Charlie Morton. Seahawks injury report. A couple guys I want to touch on, and then we're going to get into some meat and potatoes and some stuff. We're going to touch on the college football, and then we have a new section, a little new thing, a little tease for you guys today. Injury report. Ken Walker did not participate in practice so much much of any this week. Artie Burns, as well, has been very limited. Tariq Wollin is in place to start. I hope that doesn't happen for week one, considering it's against Russell Wilson, but also the fact that apparently the Broncos haven't done any practicing, as that information's come out from uh, Tyler Columbus, who's our sister station, 104.3 The Fam in Denver, uh, previous lineman for the Seattle Seahawks. I've uh, been talking about the fact that they've been glamping all throughout training camp and they haven't done much of anything. Maybe this will help out the Seahawks. Maybe this is a good opportunity for Tariq Wollin. I don't know. I know that the Broncos don't have Tim Patrick. Uh, I don't know what the status is on Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy, but I'm assuming that they will be ready to go unless something uh, obviously changes. Jake Curhan, Sidney Jones, Boye Mafe, Ryan Neal, Gabe Jackson, all were full participants today in practice. Pete had a comment that I found very intriguing, and I'm going to be doing some digging into this for a long time, and this will be a topic of conversation upcoming for many, many podcasts. Pete talked about creating an ideal quarterback. His quote is exactly as such. There has never been a more perfect guy at quarterback than Carson Palmer. I mean, he was perfect. He was big. He was strong. He was fast. A great athlete. And when Pete asked about how he will respond to Russ coming home and about the uh, overall uh, ambience, you, you could say, and the reception for him at Lumen Field, I'll leave it up to the 12s. I think they will know exactly what to do. The boo, the splits of boos and cheering will no doubtedly f- fill that entire park. So when I'm talking about the ideal quarterback, I think this is kind of like a couple uh, couple pennies in the old wishing wall for, for, for Pete Carroll here. I think what he's trying to say is hinting is this is what they're going to look at for the next quarterback for Seattle. Obviously, that probably doesn't include Bryce Young, but this could be smoke up my skirt. I don't know, but I'm going to keep my ear down to the ground on this. Uh, a random thing I want to talk about just, just for a minute. There has been a lot, a hell of a lot of speculation about a comment that came out from a Las Vegas, excuse me, a Las Vegas reporter who is credible, uh, does where he has very, very good work over there in Las Vegas about the expansion uh, being announced, coming to be announced at the uh, NBA preseason game between the Clippers and I can't remember who the other team was. I apologize. And it's Clippers and somebody else. I'm sorry for not remembering who that was. I did talk about that a little while ago. But the rumor is that there's going to be a reveal for uh, expansion that day. 
I don't know if I wholeheartedly believe this. I sure as hell want to because I want my damn basketball team back like we all do as we got our Clay Bennett ripped our team from our hands, you dirty scoundrel. But uh, I don't know what more to really think about this. I've done a little bit of research. The guy was credible, uh, is an actual beat reporter. He's not just a troll monkey or a troll monster on troll monkey. I know that's a good one on Twitter. But uh, if there is more information about this coming, I will obviously dig into it. I will find it and I will bring it up on upcoming shows. I told you guys on Fridays, we're going to be doing college football predictions I'm going to go simply uh, UW will be Portland State by a large margin. I don't know. People simply say, oh, is it going to be 10, 14, 21? I don't know. Probably more than 14. I guess 14 to 17 probably. But we'll see what happens with overall how many points they win by. But there's no way they're going to lose to Portland State. Wazoo is heading to Wisconsin. I'm, expe- I'm expecting them probably to lose by 14. Uh, nah, blowout, but on the edge, on the verge of it. Just due to the fact that Wisconsin is nationally ranked. It'll probably be a semi-close uh, game in the first half. Expect for the margin to grow in the second half as Wisconsin will probably have a you know, 7 to 10 point lead and then slowly build upon that and grow with throughout the course of the second half and whatever happens with that. The new section I've teased for you guys is here. It's called Walk Off. Uh, let's see here. I see how I want to start this. Quite simply, Mariners are on a big stage tonight on Apple TV. Obviously, great, great pitching matchup as I've talked about a couple of times here. This is the kind of stage, this is the kind of platform, this is the kind of media coverage that you want for a team that's growing in the spotlight. Uh, the teams that are pushing towards the playoffs are the ones who get the opportunities to get teams and crews and camera guys out here and like Apple TV, they do a great job. I'm not big on the commentary, I've talked about that before, but their cameras are incredible. They have great capturing moments. I love the in-between uh, innings. It feels like it goes way quicker, or much quicker, excuse me, for a better language, for better English. But uh, this is going to be a great game tonight. I'm really excited for it. Robbie Ray's been pitching fantastic. Uh, congrats to Sue Bird for an outstanding career. Thank you, Sue Bird, Sue Bird, for everything that you've done for the city of Seattle, the organization of the Storm, the fan base, all the women that you've inspired to go out and achieve their dreams of being a professional sports athlete as a woman. Thank you so much for just being an outstanding person, a great role model for, for so many people. And I look forward to taking a picture with in front of the uh, arena with whenever your uh, your statue comes, which certainly and hopefully will come sooner than it will be later. Quite simply, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. It's going to wrap up for the week. Once again, I apologize for taking off a couple of days. Uh, just kind of getting back into the flow. Kind of need to unplug a little bit and catch back up and get some well-needed R&R. But if you guys enjoyed the overall podcast today, and if you are new to the podcast, please do me a favor and subscribe, leave a rating. If there's anything you guys want me to talk about that I'm not covering on a day-to-day basis, please do me a favor, reach out to me on Twitter, capitals P and W, capital P for professor, everything else past the P will be lowercase. If you guys want to reach out to me on IG, uh, first, last name, all underscore. Uh, pretty. If you guys want to join the uh, the party on the group on Facebook, Sports Northwest Green Mariners Insignia, please do. See us rise, go Hawks! Let's get a damn dub tonight.